Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Welcome to the Fallout Lorecast. The podcast that explores the boundaries of our knowledge about the world of Fallout. Fallout, a post-nuclear role-playing game, is a 1997 role-playing game developed and published by Interplay Productions. This game was released on October 10th, 1997. This month marks the 25th anniversary of our beloved Fallout. Fallout, you are now 25. You should be able to rent a car. That's uh, not going to be something that stops you at this point. What do you mean rent a car? Uh, buddy Bot. Hey. Hey, Buddy Bot's still here, everybody. Hey, Buddy Bot. How's it going? Good. Uh, what, what do you mean rent a car? So in the United States, at least, that's like the, the last big hurdle to adulthood. You've got, uh, you turn 18, you're officially an adult, but you're not. It just means that you can be like drafted into the military or go to jail or sued or whatever. And then you're 21 in most places, which means you can drink alcohol. But then you still can't really rent a car until you're in like your mid 20s. So Fallout, you can rent a car. Congratulations. Yay, Fallout. Congratulations. So... Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. In fact, every episode this month is going to be a little bit different because I will be discussing some some different topics than I normally do in order to coincide with some of the things that Bethesda has going on this month. There will be a lot of different creators in the space and Bethesda themselves putting out content. Go check out all of your favorite creators. Make sure you are plugged in to the community on Twitter. There is a big community of Fallout creators and fans all on Twitter posting their stuff. If you want to know where to start with that, then make sure you follow my channel, robots underscore radio on Twitter, and I will be retweeting a bunch of the stuff that's going on, or you can check out stuff on the Discord. So this week, the first week of Fallout's 25th anniversary, the focus is food. And so I thought, you know, what would be really cool is to go through the list of all the food items There were maybe not all of them, but a lot of the food items and take a little bit of a closer look to see if there's anything else we can discover about yum yum deviled eggs or the potato crisps or the Blamco mac and cheese, you know, the stuff that we find in all of these locations all over the world. So Join me for that. We're going to go do some uh, grocery shopping. So here we go. Grocery shopping? Uh, yes, it's a thing we do. By the way, you know what a grocery store is. All right, we'll, we'll be right back. So I, I did a little bit of uh, research here. I did a little bit of counting things up. In order to bring you all the all the data about all the things about food in Fallout, it turns out that um, there's a lot of different ingredients for your things. I mean, there's more than just the prepared food that survived the the bombs. There's 
stuff you can make, right? Cooking is a big feature in at least the more recent Fallout games. And so I added this stuff up. We've got, uh, well, here, let's, I'm just going to do some counts on some smaller ones. The number of flowers, because flowers are an ingredient in some of the foods. So you've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25 different types of flowers that are in in the Fallout games. And this is Fallout 1 to Fallout 76. And then you've got fruits. And let's name off some of the fruits that, that show up. You've got apples, bananas, banana yucca fruit, barrel cactus fruit, cranberries, firecracker berries, uh, something just called fruit, which was in Fallout 1 and 2. And it, it looks like a mutated apple. It's like a green bumpy apple. Kiwi, lemon, lime, mutt fruit. That, that's a that's a favorite. Melon. Nevada agave fruit, orange, passion fruit, peach, pear, pineapple, prickly pear fruit, refined punga fruit, starlight berries, tarberry, watermelon, and wild blackberries. All of these exist across all the different Fallout games. And then we have fungi. Fungi, you can't forget the fungus, the fungus among us. Um, so there's only a few of those. There's the bright, the brain fungus, the cave fungus, the fire cap, glowing fungus, the gut shroom, which is super gross. Um, and I mean, it, yeah, you guys know. And uh, the mega sloth shroom. This is only seven, seven different types of shrooms across all the Fallout games. Most of these are actually more recent additions. In fact, most of the food is more recent additions. But uh, all of these, except for the cave fungus, show up in 76. 76's cave fungus is the only fungus that shows up in Fallout 3. Bet you didn't know that. Um, as otherwise, you've got a uh, uh, blight, brain fungus, and the glowing fungus, which show up in Fallout Four. None of oh, the K fungus also shows up in New Vegas and Fallout Three, and none of these show up in any of the games previous. So you don't actually have fun any funguses. There's no fungus in Fallout Three or Fallout Two or Fallout One, not Fallout Three. Um, then we have vegetables. There's a lot of vegetables here. Let's let's go through the list of vegetables because this is this is fun. Let's just knock this out. We have bay leaf and broccoli, buffalo gourd seed. That is an, a New Vegas only feature. Cabbage, carrot, cilantro, corn, fava bean, garlic, ginger, ginseng root, glowing resin. I didn't know that counted as a as a vegetable. Gourd, honey, mesquite pod, jalapeno pepper, leek, legume. A lima bean, maize, which of course is just corn, um, onion, oregano, paprika. These are like seasonings. I guess technically they're vegetables. Uh, peanut, pinto bean pods, pinion nuts, potato, pumpkin, razor grain, rice, silt bean, snaptail reed, spore plant pods, potatoes. I love potatoes. I think that's such a hilarious name for a thing. Tomatoes actually show up in two New Vegas and four turnip Xander root and yams Whew. There's a lot. There's a lot here from um, Every fallout game some of these uh, show up in multiple So for example corn actually shows up in fallout and fallout 2 4 and 76 But maize only shows up in New Vegas, which makes sense because it's that's kind of a more of a Western kind of thing. And it actually looks more delicious. The uh, the corn in the earlier ones look kind of like they were, were burnt. Although I suppose it's just a low texture 
image of, of, of a piece of corn with some yellow and some blue and there's some variety in that like natural kind of wild corn whereas the maize looks all very yellowy and orange and white so that's those otherwise you have a few that only show up in 76 there's uh, like the oregano and the paprika only shows up in 76 pumpkins only show up in 76 razor grain only 76 which I did not remember that that feels like something that would have been in the others rice this one's interesting only shows up in fallout 2 and in 76 you would expect it to be like fallout 4 in 76 nope rice was in fallout 2 and in 76 and um other food like uh, spore plant pods only new vegas new vegas stands out across many of these yams are another only fallout 2 edition and then cabbage also only fallout 1 and fallout 2 um, Buffalo gourd seeds, the other one that only shows up in New Vegas. So lots of lots of vegetables out there because the cooking thing is kind of a big thing. And this is something I didn't really realize until looking into this stuff for the episode today. The cooking element in Fallout is extremely useful. I I don't think of it that way so much when I play the games because like I, I think of when I jump into something like Skyrim. I often will spend time concocting potions and doing the whole like gathering the stuff, figuring out how it works together in order to make a thing, right? Because of the wide ranging effects that potions can give you. Like maybe I'll do a potion playthrough, that kind of thing. But when it comes to the food of Fallout, most of the time it's just one of those things where I, I think I think I even approach collecting differently in Fallout. You enter a new location, you take all the things that you can carry from that location that you think have value and then you move on with your life and then I would typically come across a fire somewhere or like a cooking device and then I would go up to it and I'd see which things on my list are highlighted that I can make with the stuff I just happen to have so then I would just cook stuff so if I had the ability to make something out of the raw ingredients then I would if I didn't then I didn't. It's not like I shot for certain things, but the cooked ingredients, the prepared meals, that's what they're called, actually have very solid effects. You could totally shoot for specific kinds of prepared meals and specifically go find the ingredients in order to create them. And I'm sure some of you are listening to this right now going, well, yeah, duh, duh, Tom. Duh, that's how I totally play. Yeah, I know that's how you play, buddy, but, um, but uh, yeah, why, why don't you do that? And for some reason, it's just not one of those things that occurs to me. It's not, I guess it's not one of the things I really enjoy doing in a Fallout game. Although the gathering and crafting is still such a big part of it. It really is kind of amazing. So I wanted to go over also the raw meats. There are tons of raw meats. We have a whole bunch. I think the total number is something like, uh, let's see, 26 times three. So that's what, four to 58? 58 different types of meat, but it makes sense because you come across lots of different creatures and monsters and things So there are we'll just go through this real fast. There's meat from anacondas anglers ants uh, and eggs bighorners bloat flies blood bugs blood worms Brahmin of course cats. There's cat meat cave cricket glands cave cricket meat Cazador eggs chicken eggs chicken thighs it's not just chicken meat, it's chicken thigh. 
coyote meat, deathclaw eggs, deathclaw meat, dog meat, not the character, but meat from a dog because sometimes the dogs attack you. I always feel bad about that. Don't you feel bad about that? Fire ant meat, flying ant meat, fox meat, frog eggs, frog legs. Again, just the leg, not the rest of it. Gator claw meat, gazelle meat, gecko, ghoul, gorilla, <laughs> giant rat, glowing meat, and it's just called glowing meat. We don't, it's like the, it's like the, uh, that special day at when in school lunch when they were like, you're getting the mystery meat combo, and you're like, that sounds gross. That's what glowing meat is. Gulper innards, hatchling mirelurk meat, hermit crab meat, human flesh, human remains. Side note, I had a debate, or I don't know if I'd call it a debate. There was kind of a hullabaloo on the, my Twitter profile the other day where somebody posted something about like a uh, fallout and cannibalism perk or whatever. And somebody else was like, yeah, that's super messed up. You guys realize how messed up you are for thinking that's funny, right? And we were like, what? And they were like, yeah, try going to any of your relatives or any of your friends who don't play games and mention that you play a game with cannibalism in it and they're going to think you're insane. And we were like, dude, it's a fictional world and it makes sense for some of the crazy wacky things that people do in the fictional world. And they were like, yeah, but this one thing is like super messed up. And I was like, why are you picking this one thing to be messed up? Like th that you're getting like all high and mighty on. I mean, there's a lot of messed up stuff in fallout. Why cannibalism is being the one thing. Why not the murdering of children? Like there's lots of terrible things that happen fallout games. But anyway, moving on. Oh, human remains different from human flesh intestine, just intestine, irradiated gecko, lake lurk, eggs and meat, Mega sloth meat, Meyerlurk eggs and meat, mole rat meat, mothman eggs, mongrel dog meat, which is different from dog meat, mutant hound meat, mutated toe. Mutated toe is a type of of meat in the game. Okay, let's read a little bit about this one. The mutated toe is a miscellaneous item in Fallout 2. In order to acquire the mutated toe, the chosen one must spend a certain amount of time in toxic waste without protection causing the mutation to occur the toe can then be amputated and acquired as an item in a medical center equipped with an auto dock you can take off your own toe and it becomes an ingredient that's more messed up than just cannibalism let's get upset about that uh then there's night stalker tail uh nucalurk meat nucalurks remember those opossum meat owlet meat preserved meat Pristine Deathclaw, uh, Queen Mirelurk, Queen Nucalurk, Rabbit Leg, Rad Rat Meat, Rad Roach, Rad Scorpion, uh, Eggs and Meat, Rad Toad, Eggs and Legs, Rad, rad Stag Meat, Rat Meat, Raw Fog Crawler Meat, Raw Wolf Meat, and then a bunch of Scorch Beast stuff. Brains, Heart, Liver, Lungs, and then just Meat. Softshell Mirelurks, Sting Wings, Strange Meat. Strange meat is a thing. What's strange meat? Well, I'm glad you asked. Strange meat and strange meat pie are consumables in Fallout 3 in New Vegas, made with strange meat. Bits of meat skewered on to a stick. It restores a small amount of hit points and also gives a small dose of radiation. This meat also causes a negative one penalty to strength in New Vegas. This is just like a stick of meat somebody made and you don't know where the meat came from. Also, 
mystery meat friday synthetic gorilla meat wolf meat and yao guai meat that those are all the meats uh, lots of fun stuff <laughs> to cook things with and then there's cooked versions of a lot of that stuff and the prepared meals and i'm not going to go over the list of everything but i wanted to highlight some of our favorites on the second half of the show today some of the like branded foods and get into a little bit of, that we know about the branded foods. There's not a lot. It's not like the, the, Did you know yum yum deviled eggs yum yum is a company? That's a thing But we don't know a whole lot about yum yum as a company because we don't ever visit a yum yum location uh, <clears throat> Nudge nudge fallout team. Maybe create a yum yum factory somewhere that we get to visit that would be cool right so let's take the mid break we're going to thank our patrons and then i'm going to come back and we're going to dive a little bit deeper into some of the details about the foods that you never noticed before here we go hello there old chap good to see another of general atomic's finest still eager to serve i am so excited about our sponsor this week marvel strike force i freaking love Marvel Comics. Growing up, I collected comics and the trading cards, and I've seen pretty much every Marvel movie they've made so far. So if you're into Marvel like I am, go check out Marvel Strike Force. This is a mobile squad RPG. You can collect and unlock all the different heroes. You fight against supervillains. There's a campaign. There's a blitz mode. There's an arena. There's a constantly evolving meta. And right now they're celebrating the Deadpool anniversary event. This is a mission from Strike where you log in the first time and you unlock this generous gift containing character shards, a anniversary diamond orb gear a bunch of other items it is absolutely the right time to jump in and try this game out click the link in the show notes to download it now and then use the promo code maxpool m-a-x-p-o-o-l maxpool don't miss out on all the free stuff and thanks again to marvel strike force for sponsoring this episode hey i hope you're enjoying this uh, very different kind of episode this week for the for the celebration um i'm having fun digging into this stuff also uh thank you to everybody who reached out this last week due to hurricane ian yes i was i was uh, technically in the pathway of the storm not through the middle of the storm but definitely the edges the winds got up above probably 70 miles an hour around my house we had to put up a bunch of panels um by about 7.30 that night, we lost power and we didn't get it back for multiple days. So um, some of my shows actually got delayed this week. Uh, fortunately, we recorded Fallout before the storm hit, like the night before the storm hit with our patrons. And it's now been a week and I'm, I'm working on this episode right now. So thank you to those of you who sent me messages on Discord and on, on Twitter, multiple places. People reached out just to say, you know, hey, hope you're doing OK. Hope you're safe. Um, I really do appreciate that. You guys are the best. Thank you so much. Um, I also am, uh, have to apologize for missing some of the streaming days that I, I planned to stream. Even Monday, I was catching up on stuff, so I couldn't justify streaming games when I was recording things and doing research. So um, thank you to everybody. You guys, <laughs> you guys are amazing. Also, thank you to our patrons. You guys are amazing as well. We've got some new patrons who have signed up this last uh, this last week. We've got Akila G., Papa Daniels 12 and Kenneth F signing up on the Patreon, two of whom are tier four patrons. And I look forward to chatting with you guys this month on our patron episode at the end of the month. Um, just to, a little look ahead. That's going to be in a few weeks on the 25th, because 
the last Tuesday of the month is the 25th. Uh, it, it would be the first of the next week. So the 25th. And uh, fortunately, that doesn't get in the way of Spooktober stuff. So come join us on that if you if you are a tier four or higher or would like to join up in order to do that. And big shout out to all 55 of our current patrons. Thank you so much. And our sentry bot, Dylan R. Thank you so much for your support. If you would like to sign up, head over to patreon.com slash fallout lorecast and check out all the different tiers, see what kinds of things you can get and uh, ways that you can enjoy being part of the community through this, the rewards on Patreon. Also, we have two new reviews. We've got one from Troy Benedict in the United States who wrote on Apple Podcasts, five stars, fun and informative. My son and I discovered the Fallout Lorecast. That's so great. I love when people play games with their kids. On the drive back from the Mothman Festival in 2022 in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, I've been a Fallout fan since the PC days, but now I live vicariously through my sons, one of them an avid Fallout lore enthusiast himself and a Fallout 76 player. That's awesome. Hi, Troy's son. Uh, Last year, we made a trip around West Virginia to several of the spots from Fallout 76, including the Mothman Museum. We wish we had discovered the podcast last year, but we are already hooked and enjoy the show. Keep up the good work. Awesome. That sounds so cool. It would be really neat to be able to go up there and visit and hang out. Dave Chaffins, who's my co-host for the uh, for the Starfield lore cast as we we're going to ramp that up some more. And then also he was part of the Fallout Hub, uh, the Vault Boys WV. Um, he lives up in, in West Virginia. I bet I bet we could go stay with Dave. We should go do that. That would be fun. Uh, thanks again, Troy, for taking the time to leave that review. Then we have Papa Daniels, one of our new patrons, who wrote, I can't stop. Literally. Five stars. I swear to you, Fallout is like an addiction, especially if you know about the lore and are learning about the lore. Thanks, Robots Radio, for helping with my addiction. <laughs> no, seriously. They, these, these are amazing feelings that I get from, or there are amazing feelings that I get from listening to this podcast to the point where I cannot come up with words to express those feelings. It's love, baby. I wish I would have found this podcast sooner, and I apologize that I haven't. Your patrons, co-hosts, and yourself do such an amazing job, and I cannot express that enough. I know, uh, I now cannot wait to see that you have a new episode out. Keep up the outstanding work. Awesome. Papa Daniels, thank you so much for that. Uh, If you'd like to leave a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts, five stars, I will read out your review on a future episode. Also, leaving a rating on Spotify is a wonderful way to help out the show. Um, other than that, come hang out with me. I'm going to be streaming again when possible. I'm going to be doing some Fallout 4 VR playthroughs where I'm role playing a character and it's going to get wacky. And I hope you guys enjoy it. So come hang out with me. Twitch.tv slash robots radio. All right, let's move on with the rest of the show. Here we go. If you have any questions about Nuka World, I'd be delighted to answer them. So I mentioned yum yum deviled eggs before the break. Let's get into this. Yum yum pure dried whole deviled eggs are a product of yum yum, a pre-war production company. The product was sold in packaging of various designs. Before the war, yum yum ran promotional advertisements over the radio, such as the one uh, following part one of the escape of the 42nd century radio play. You can actually hear that. I haven't been able to find this. Uh, Usually you you guys know I like to insert these sound effects in the games when I can find them. I will keep looking for that, but uh, it's not it's not easy to access. I bet it's in like a video somewhere on the on the dark web. 
this yum yum devil eggs are fun. You've got the um, yum yum devil eggs that show up starting in Fallout 3. They're in New Vegas 4 and 76. And then you also have irradiated yum yum devil eggs, which show up in New Vegas. And one of the things I really enjoyed learning as I was looking all of these up is by looking at the the artwork on the packaging, the textures they actually make are very interesting for a lot of these. Uh, there's some little little nuggets in there. Usually you don't spend a whole lot of time just getting real close to the objects that you're picking up in the world. You just kind of pick them up. Right. And on top of that, especially the older games, they're very low res. Some of them are very low quality. Um, the yum yum deviled eggs is spelled with a capital Y and a capital M on both of the yums and a very small U deviled eggs. And on the packaging, it's it's a yellow packaging with a big egg in the middle on the top of the box with yum yum deviled eggs written on it. And then along the sides of the box are just eggs like the shorter side has three and the longer side has four just eggs. Now, the irradiated yum yum deviled eggs actually have a different packaging in new vegas they come in a blue package that at the top says yum yum brand and the m's are not capitalized and it says pure dried hold hold whole deviled eggs and there is a like a red stripe that goes diagonally across the middle of the box it's a much simpler design and obviously allows you to differentiate if you know which ones are irradiated and which ones aren't but that other than that, they're they're very different. <laughs> they're just like them. They don't look like they were designed by the same company at all. So let's move on. Imitation seafood. Do you guys you guys familiar with imitation seafood? This is another one of those items that I um I I thought was in a lot of the games. Turns out it's only in seventy six. This only shows up in seventy six. But when it did, I it fits so well. This idea that like it's not real seafood, it's imitation seafood. Seafood in a can. Uh, it doesn't spoil, making it perfect for survivalists. So the instructions are that you can say that it should not be heated prior to consumption. That's the little snippet about it on here. And um, yeah, this is weird. It's like a can. It's like an elongated, elongated can with a very light kind of orange tan color background with black text on it, eight ounces. It's got like the little finger uh, catch thing that you used to peel up the top of the of the can. And then underneath the imitation seafood, it doesn't say who it's by, it's just generic imitation seafood. Eight ounces, do not heat. Internal use only is the warning along the bottom. I don't know what that means. If you heat this, what happens? Also, internal to what? In internal for your body this one is strange to me interestingly enough many of the foods that you find in the world in these games give you a little bit of health and a lot of rads because they're irradiated they've been out in the wasteland for a while so for example yum yum deviled eggs which i should have mentioned a second ago gives you uh typically in the games will give you something like five health and three rads or something like that it's it's almost it almost doesn't even balance out but it still gives you something right Imitation seafood, 20 health and only two rads. So much better. So, such a better thing to find. So let's move on to the Instamash. I really, Instamash is one of those that I'm just like, oh, that's classic, right? Every time I see Instamash potatoes at like the store or whatever, I think of Fallout. Instamash is uh, an item. This, this, like the Yum Yum Deviled Eggs, shows up in Fallout 3 and then the games after that. And it comes in a few different varieties. There's regular Instamash. There's irradiated and then there's preserved 
And the preserved also gets a slightly different box. So, or at least that's, it's got a newer box because it shows up in Fallout 4 and 76. So they redesigned the box when it came to that one. But the original box was a white box with blue on it and it said Instamash across the top and it had a whole potato sitting there with (laughs) at the bottom you've got like a little tagline it says with real dig in flavor real dig in flavor they were going for the whole like 50s like terminology there we don't this is another one where we don't know the company is the company instamash or is this the type of is this just a name of what the potatoes are right uh so strange the redesigned fallout 4 level quality one much higher res is a more it's it's not cylindrical it's more like it's less of a skinny box and more of kind of a wide block shaped box and it says instamash on the side with a very different font than on the original the original font was a serif font it looks like like fancy text this one looks like the 70s it looks like one of those like weird 70s fonts where like the bubble letters and stuff right and on the front of it, it has a variety of different kinds of potatoes, lots of different diff- colors of potatoes all kind of stacked as the background underneath the Instamash text. And on the ends of it is a picture of a plate looking downward at like a plate of mashed potatoes. And it's not centered. It's off center. And you can even see that on top of that is the like health and nutrition info but it's so it's so small and the the texture is not high quality enough for you to be able to read that but you can tell that it's there this is the first one i've i've noticed where that's actually a piece of the the design which shows that there was some board of like nutrition or health in the government in the pre-war like it's funny what little things like this would tell us but it says that that was a thing that they actually considered so kind of funny then we have Pork and beans, another one of these generic names, like food types, right? Another one that shows up in Fallout 3 and the ones after that, there are variations including the greasy prospector pork and beans, the irradiated pork and beans, and then just regular pork and beans, which shows up in Fallout 4. This is another one where like the first two variants show up in 3 or New Vegas, irradiated pork and beans only shows up in New Vegas, and then the regular pork and beans shows up in 4 and 76. The... I really like this greasy prospector pork and beans. If you look at the the label on it, very low res. Like these cans are very small and the textures of games back then were, were low quality. But you can see that it says greasy prospector. That must be the name of the company. Improve, improved pork and beans in, in this like kind of, I don't know, tan, pinkish, yellow colored can. It's hard to know because it's just like lots of pixels and then underneath it it looks like it says honey smoked pig fat chuh c-h-u and you can tell that the chuh is the beginning of the next word because each word is capitalized fat chunks i think this is trying to tell us that it's honey smoked pig fat chunks in the pork and beans Mm, delicious then we have the updated pork and beans uh, from Fallout 4 and 76, which is a completely different design. Everything on the original can was much more in this like tans, orangey, flesh tones, kind of a light pink. And then the pork and beans can in Fallout 4 is generic. We don't know if it's Greasy Prospector. 
It just says pork and beans. The background is blue and red. You can see the remnants of like a fork going into a bowl of probably the pork and beans, but it's hard to tell because it's very dark and dirty. These are very dirty cans. And then the pork and pork in beans, pork N letter N beans are written across the pink in pink, like lettering on top of blue and red. It's a really weird color choice, but I guess it works. <laughs> so you've got those. Um, not a whole lot of info about Greasy Prospector as a company. We have basically they were a pre-war company. There's uh, the only things we know are things that you can intuit right that they sold pork and beans and that was their major product because there's nothing else you can find so let's move on we've got uh potato crisps potato crisps is interesting because it's not potato chips here in the u.s we say potato chips in the uk they say potato crisps this is potato crisps so for some reason in the world of fallout in the pre-world pre-war world they were saying crisps in the u.s instead of chips or maybe this was something very peculiar to this one brand this we know the company is Spring Valley It shows up on the top of the label. These show up beginning in Fallout 3. There are some radiated ones in New Vegas and on guys. Go look at this box when you come across one in the game next time. It says Spring Valley at the top. Potato crisp is at the bottom. The background is gray and kind of like a bright red. And in the middle on like one of those like yellow label kind of shapes. It says, see moon map offer on back. What? Now, the back is just a copy of the front. There's no, like, these textures are very simple. Moon map offer on back? What is that about? I don't know what this is. Uh, I might have to dig into this. I don't think anybody knows what this is. I think this was just a aesthetic decision. But why, why do they have moon map offers? What does that have to do with anything? If you have any speculation about this, let me know because I'm not, I'm really not sure. Then we have Salisbury steak, which by the way is spelled S-A-L-I-S-B-U-R-Y, Salisbury. I always thought it was just Salisbury with no I, but Salisbury steak shows up in Fallout 3 through all the more recent ones. This Salisbury steak is uh, not designed for by a specific company or not we don't know who the company is maybe the company is salisbury steak but the box is very low res you can say you can see it says now with gravy on the bottom it's a red box with a plate of steak and an a plus in a star on the top right a blue star this is a plus it looks very much like anything you'd see in a store it's kind of a generic brand so let's move on to slocum's buzz bites do you guys know about slocum's buzz bites do you remember this Fallout 4, Slocum's Bugs, Buzz Bites were a brand of prototype donut holes never distributed to the general public before the Great War. They were deemed unsafe for human consumption due to being filled with hot coffee and causing third degree burns. Because of course they were. They reduce HP by 10, but provide 25 point boost to the maximum current AP and one point to perception for an hour. You can obtain this re recipe from Slocum Joe's uh, headquarters. I never came across this in the game because I wasn't hunting recipes, or at least if I did, I didn't even notice that I did. This design on this package is really cool because it's from Fallout 4. It's not one of the lower res ones. And it's like a train with coffee cups on top. And then the Slocum Joe's coffee is being poured into 
these little donut holes and there's something about this that looks terrifying. It says piping hot on the go on the side and the Slocum Joe's uh, label at the top. It's a very well designed uh, little package, but I can imagine why this would be uh, terrible to eat. Then we have sugar bombs. Sugar bombs are everywhere. Starting again, another item that started in Fallout 3 shows up across the others, irradiated version in Fallout 4. And you can see on the box, it says sugar bombs, breakfast cereal. So this isn't just sugar. It's not a candy. It's a breakfast cereal, as stated by the box. And the um, the brand, I think, is Sugar Bombs because the logo has a little bomb in the top center of the uh, the box image. And uh, it looks kind of like a fat man, like a little mini nuke there on the top of the box. And uh, so that, that's it for Sugar Bombs. Next, we have Dandy Boy Apples. They are, again, a food item that shows up in Fallout 3 and then the rest of the Fallout games. And Dandy Boy, I think, is the name of the company. It, it, yeah, it, it, like, as far as we know, the only reason we know that is from a mention in the role-playing game rulebook, which states on page 153 that candied apples produced by the Dandy Boy company, that, that this is what they are, an extremely sweet fruit-based snack packaged in a cardboard box, naturally well-preserved due to the high sugar content. Boxes of these can still be found in the ruins of the convenience stores and groceries across, across the wasteland and in the possession of people who've recently raided said ruined convenience stores and groceries. And the, the design of this is fun because you've got this little posh little guy with a mustache and a, a fancy little derby hat and a uh, monocle. And it says dandy boy apples. That's it on the front of the box. The little posh little guy is awake and he's looking up at the dandy boy text on the side of the box. He's asleep. He's got little Z's coming out of his head. Very cute. And then we have, oh, this is a good one. Cheesy poofs, cheesy poofs. This is the first one I brought up that comes from one of the original games fallout two. It's an item that you can find in fallout two and this is basically described as yummy, nutritious, well, sort of, and lasting forever without going stale. They're scrum diddly cheesy poofs and giant mole rats just love them. That comes from the official strategies and secrets guide. That's what we know about them from the guide. And there's a face on the front of this and the image is very, very small, very low res, but you can tell that it says cheesy and then probably poofs below it with a man's face. Looks like he's probably eating them. So there you go. That's, that's our fallout two item. And we've got only two more left. We've got Cajun rice and beans. I didn't do these in any particular order. Cajun rice and beans, um, another one of those generic items, because you can tell from the, the can, it's a big round can. It's like one of those big wide cans that's kind of tall and wide. And it says Cajun rice and beans in a very generic font. 12 ounces. Caution, do not add water. This is like the other one, like the, um, the seafood one where it's like, do not heat. What happens if you add water? And this one is uh, also like that. Uh, an item that only shows up in 76 gives you much more hit points than a standard food that survives from the pre-war 25 hit points and only two rads and one of the funniest uh, details about any of these items that I've come across is the fact that underneath the can and I don't know if you guys ever noticed this 
somebody has written the words. This is not printed by the company that made the can. This is added later, clearly. Who dat? Exclamation question mark. On the bottom of the can. What's the story behind the who dat on the bottom of the can? I don't know. Do you know? It's a mystery. And then we've got Blamco Mac and Cheese, another one of my favorites. This is another one that shows up in Fallout 3 and in New Vegas. Blamco Mac and Cheese is, it's a classic. It also shows up in 76, but not in 4. Like many of the others, it re- restores a very small amount of hit points. Five hit points gives you radiation of three rads. The original box from three in New Vegas is this bright green with a Blamco across the top in black text over type of a like a, a white explosion. And then underneath that, it says mac and cheese. And you can see like the edge of a bowl of mac and cheese. Very simple. Not a whole lot there. The redesigned one for four and 76 is significantly different still comes in a very tall upright kind of rectangular box but this has a pour spout easy pull tab is written underneath it and it says blamco mac and cheese with a bomb inside the mac and cheese i love the details on these because you don't ever take time to just look at them then there's a very clean version as well you can tell that like the dirty irradiated version looks like a dark blue background and there's a lot of dirt and stuff around it but then the very clean version is actually started out it was actually a very light blue background with a very bright yellow and bright red in in the artwork and uh blamco is another one of those companies that we just don't know much about wouldn't it be cool to go see a blamco facility one of these days i think it would be cool so that's the majority of the uh interesting food those were the ones i thought were the most most worth going over I'd love to know if you know anything else about some of these mysteries we came across with the food items because like nobody talks about this stuff. It it just doesn't come up. So let me know if you have any thoughts on that stuff. I'd love to hear from you guys. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you're going to enjoy this fun month of like kind of off the wall, different content. Uh, Stay tuned for next week. Next week, we are talking about the sounds of fallout. What could that mean? The sounds of fallout hmm we'll come back for that in uh in another week uh, stay safe out there everybody i'll see you later to plug into everything else we're doing check out robotsradio.net reach out to me on twitter at robots underscore radio check out the robots radio rocket club where you can join me and a bunch of our other creators creating your podcast, starting a new podcast, or helping your current podcast grow. There's more information about that on robotsradio.net as well. And you can always talk with us and the entire community, over 2,000 people on the Robots Radio Discord. Come join us. We'd love to chat with you. See you guys next time.